and welcome back to the Irish Tennis Updates podcast. My name is Adam, your host. This week I am talking to Dervila Rowe. Dervila is currently ranked among the top 10 women in the country and has, and has had great success uh, in both her junior and her senior days. Dervila grew up in Clare Morris Tennis Club, uh, County Mayo, and we, we talk about her experiences playing tennis in Connacht, uh, the pros and cons of, of that, uh, also her thoughts on, on the future of Connacht tennis. I think this is it's really interesting. This is kind of shining a light on, on Connacht tennis, which I think isn't, isn't done enough. Uh, we also touch on, on Interpros and uh, her experiences in Interpros and the effect that Interpros have, has, has had on Dervila. Um, other points we, we mention are, are college tennis in Ireland. Um, also, Dervila's best tennis memories and experiences um, and a whole lot more. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I certainly did. Uh, without further ado, here is Dervila Rowe. Dervila, firstly, um, if you could pick any superpower, what superpower would you pick and why? Um, I would pick telepathy. Um, just, I think, the ability to know what's in someone else's mind uh, would be, be particularly useful, you know, when you're at the net thinking of coming across or uh, knowing where your opponent's serving. So that would be a great one. And then just in general, uh, I'd love to be able to just take any piece of music and play it. Uh, I love the piano and my old piano teacher could just read music like you or I would read a, a book. So that would be a nice one to have as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's two good ones. Um, and I just think I'd suck into kind of your, your journey a bit. I know you, you grew up in, in Connacht and we're going to get into aspects of that as we go on. But just to, to get into the start of it, how did you kind of get into tennis and what, and what kind of those, those early memories and experiences do you, do you look back on? Yeah, of course. Um, my family doesn't really have any major history in tennis. Um, my dad was a badminton player and played a bit of tennis and my grandmother in Wexford. And then my brothers played casually as well. But when I started as a child, uh, it was just through summer camps and coaching in Claremore's Tennis Club. And when I started, I was just captivated by the sport. I loved it. Uh, I was very competitive as a child. I, I didn't like losing. And I'd have great matches with my brother and my dad. And we used to play in groups and camps in Clermaris. Um, Maria Kilkelly was the coach at the time, and then Lucy Penkova uh, was involved. Uh, so at around nine or 10, I was kind of noticed by the Connacht performance officer, Garrett Barry. And I continued to kind of work with Lucy at a club level. Um, but it was just, I had great friends from the start through tennis. Uh, that's what kept me involved. And I, I just really liked it. And how it was an individual sport and, and you were in control of it. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah, were, were there other sports that you were kind of playing and then it was those kind of, those kind of features that, that kept you invested in tennis more so than the other ones as you, as you grew up a bit? Yeah, when I was younger, I just loved sport in general. Uh, tennis was just one of the sports I played. I loved Gaelic football, camogie, basketball, spikeball, whatever was, was happening, I, I was playing. So I was quite busy as a child playing all these different sports. Yeah. Um, and then during school, particularly secondary school, it was great to play an array of sports in school during school time because I know a lot of the evenings then you'd be training for tennis so it, it would come into conflict and sometimes especially when you got older I kind of did have to make that choice to pursue tennis uh, and I stopped playing some of the other sports but I think when you're younger it's so important to play uh, loads of sports and see what you like and the team sports as well I always love them. Absolutely yeah absolutely and um, so you mentioned that you, you got into the, the Connacht squads and, and you're working with with Gareth Barry a bit so I want to come on to him in, in, in a bit but um, just on, on those kind of squads 
that you would have would have played in? What, what what kind of experiences did you have going there when I guess tennis would have become a bit more, you know, a little bit more serious then, I suppose, for you? Yeah, so I was playing in Clermorris and I, I knew there was a Connacht tennis team and I was just so eager um, to be involved with the Connacht tennis team. And when I finally got chosen, uh, when I was under 12, I was just so excited. And my experience of Connacht was just an exceptional level of training. I mean, we used to train every Saturday and we were just pushed to our limits. We had physical sessions with uh, Seamus King. And at the time when I was younger, there was a younger and an older session. So when I was coming in for my session, I'd see the older ones training and I'd be so inspired by how good they were. And then eventually I was in the same training session as them. And like just the coaches were really passionate and innovative. Like Alan McCormack, he used to bring a boom box to training. So we'd have music playing. And we went on trips with the Connacht squad as well. We used to go to Cork every year uh, for Sunday as well and Rushbrook. And then we played against Clontarf, did trips like that. So it was just great to be part of a team. Like tennis is a very individual sport, but being part of the Connacht team just made it so much more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. And I guess on that, um, I know you got to play, play the Interpros um, junior, senior as well. Um, so kind of obviously with the Connacht, uh, the Connacht team. So what, what, what experiences do you have playing Interpros throughout the years? Yeah, Interpros had a huge influence on, on me. I, I started in 2011 as a junior and I would have played Interpros every year then as a junior, um, which, which was great because you got to see the top players every year. Uh, so Interpros typically is only under 14 and under 18 for juniors, but I was lucky I got the chance to be there uh, every summer. And then when I was 16, I got to play for the Connacht senior team, which was amazing. Uh, it was just, it exposed me to the, the best personalities in Irish tennis and people like Paul Fitzgerald, who you've had on the podcast before, just so passionate and energised and other players like Sinead Lowen, Jane Fenley, Jenny Claffey, just to see them play, I was in awe and uh, particularly on the Connacht team as well, we had Marion Hanley and Deirdre Collins and, and they were great uh, influences on me and it just allowed me to improve every year because I was getting such high quality matches and exposure to an amazing level of tennis and the theatrics. I mean, Interprose is just there's roaring and shouting and encouragement, and it's it's very competitive. So I always loved it. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I was I was lucky enough to 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 be there in Monkstown last year when when they were going on, and like it is, it's just you know the atmosphere and seeing seeing the tennis, the the level of tennis is it is incredible. Like I do think it's a a weekend that's you know it's obviously a standout weekend of the year for kind of Irish tennis in, in general and then you know each province as well so I, I do think it you know we could even make more of it as well and and make more of a celebration out of it but I, it is a massive thing and I can see how you know it would be that, that ins, you know th this inspiring kind of event for you especially when you're you know you, you know quite young and then as you grow up as well like absolutely makes sense. Yeah definitely particularly when I was younger you know I, I was playing matches and I was lucky I'd have nothing to lose I was playing against uh, you know, players who were on scholarships in the States and who had played Fed Cup for Ireland. And then as I got older and I got better at tennis, it was it was amazing to finally win some matches in Interpros. And uh, there was always junior, it was senior Interpros that led into junior Interpros and then Fitzwilliam. So it was a great end to the summer. Um, so yeah, Interpros had really a huge influence on me. And when you have that kind of wider or higher purpose of playing as well for your province, it, it really motivates you. Um, so. And yeah. the non-playing non captain as well, it's worth mentioning that at Interpros, that your coach can actually come on court with you 
uh, changes the dynamic and anyone can beat anyone really. Uh, so it's, it's a great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just to, to touch on, you mentioned Garrett Barry, um, who was involved with, with you and with your squads growing up. And I know he's now gone on to, to, to have a uh, think performance, performance, performance direct, director in Tennis Ireland. So like, what, what effect did he have um, on you when he was kind of coaching you? Yeah, Garrett was instrumental in my development uh, and he, he's done so much for Connacht Tennis over the years. And for me personally, he was just so good at helping me reflect on my game and how to problem solve so that I could take ownership of my tennis, really. And he really supported me developing in like an all-court game style um, and encouraged creativity and being versatile on the court and just doing the simple things well. And he just really instilled confidence in me and the belief that you know, I, I could do really well in tennis and I just always look forward to doing sessions with him and the high level of intensity and the energy he would bring on course. So, you know, it was, he was such an asset for Connacht Tennis and, you know, having him as performance director now of Irish Tennis, it's, it's great to have him there with his wealth of experience. And um, just as I go on in tennis now, I have all these nuggets of wisdom to the forefront of my mind. You know, he was, he was always so good at, I'm making you believe in yourself and hopefully now I'll never lose that. Brilliant, yeah, absolutely. Um, and just on that, um, Connacht Tennis, because um, I think it isn't something that we hear enough of, obviously. Um, maybe if you're kind of in Dublin, you, you wouldn't hear so much about it. But what, 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 what kind of were your experiences overall of, of the Connacht Tennis system and maybe the challenges for you or the, the pros, the cons? How do you look, look at that now? Yeah, I think Connacht Tennis... Um, the people who are involved, they're, they're really intrinsically motivated to do well. It's just that it's on a very small scale. So we only have five counties and we have only eight clubs between the five counties. So when you compare that to hundreds of clubs in Dublin alone, wow, um, yeah. you can see the difference. You know, tennis is very Dublin centric. And when you're in Connacht, there are those barriers. You know, you do have to travel to get the good matches. And, you know, Historically, Connacht have shown that we can be at the top. You know, Connacht won senior interpose in 2006, 2006. But we definitely need more clubs to be able to compete every year at the highest level. And, um, you know, interpose, I don't think that should be the acid test of, of how well a province is doing, but it, it, it certainly shows the depth of quality players. And unfortunately, at that high level, we just haven't been able to threaten the winning spot. Um, which can trigger a bit of an inferiority complex, you know, when you're getting hammered by the other provinces. But at the same time, you know, if you look at other counties like Leash, Offaly, Kerry, Roscommon, there just isn't a culture of tennis. And how do we change that? I just think we need more facilities, we need more coaches, and we need to make tennis an easier choice uh, for people in Ireland, but in Connacht in general. So, um, but my experience of Connacht tennis was was phenomenal in terms of the coaching and. Um, the people who are involved are really committed. It's just, it's hard when the same people are kind of asked to do everything. So there are clear challenges, you know, for Connacht Tennis. But uh, we, you know, despite those challenges, the ones who want to make it and want to do really well, they will find a way. Yeah, yeah. And um, so then as you look at, at maybe Connacht Tennis, in, you know, going forward into the future, well, what, what maybe what changes do you see recently or how do you see its state now? I think there's been huge changes in the last few years and there's a few trailblazers that are out in the US now on scholarships like Shauna Heffernan and Emily Connolly um, are setting a great example 
they're both out in America. And Shauna, in particular, she was selected for the Fed Cup team, which was a great boost for Connacht. And Daniel Arimio has been a great addition um, to Connacht Tennis. Um, he came to Ireland in 2015, and he's now the performance director of Connacht Tennis. And he's just so passionate and committed. So having him, um, you know, leading the charge in terms of Connacht Tennis will will probably reap, you know, will definitely reap huge benefits uh, in the next few years. So I think there have been positive changes. It's just we need more people and more clubs, which probably needs more top-down level support from Tennis Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it is. It is great that there are those players that um, that you know that you mentioned that are playing to such such a high level now that you know you'd imagine that you know it's going to have a, a long-lasting positive positive effect for for Connacht in general. Definitely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, so just to touch on another couple of uh, steps in kind of your your journey with with tennis. Um, so as you go through secondary school, um, I know that maybe your kind of relationship with tennis changed a bit as you kind of went through. So just touch on that for a little bit and how kind of how yeah how how your attitude to tennis um, maybe changed or developed over the years. Yeah, so when I was in primary school, um, there was a great group of people playing tennis in Kermoris. Um, But uh, when I started secondary school then, um, a lot of people actually stopped playing. They pursued other sports. Um, But I I still didn't mind. I kept playing at a high level and I suppose I increased the amount of hours I was playing as I got older. And when I got into transition year, I suppose my desire kind of waned a little bit um, because, you know, I found that tennis was a bit isolating at times because none of my friends in school, for example, were playing it. Um, and certain people that I got on very well, well with had, had stopped playing. Um, but I kind of made the decision in TY, was I going to go for it or, or not go for it? And, and I, I just loved the sport so much that I really wanted to keep trying and persevering because I had been improving. I still hadn't been doing as well as I wanted to be, but I, I knew as I was going from under 16 into under 18, I, I could do more. So... Um, I think with tennis, it is hard, you know, it's, there is a lot of legitimate suffering, I think, involved, but it, it's worth it. And um, I did kind of get into a mindset where I, I was afraid to lose certain matches, you know, and you nearly avoid playing out of self-preservation. But yeah. I think I definitely got over that in fifth year because I, I took a bit of a different attitude. You know, obviously things were a lot more hectic in school with fifth year, but I still wanted to play tennis, but I think Jane Fenley mentioned this before that, you know, your life can revolve around tennis, whereas I wanted tennis to revolve around my life a bit more. So I kind of cut down a little bit. I played maybe three or four times a week, whereas before I'd been playing five or six times a week. But I ended up enjoying it a lot more and um, appreciating when I got a chance to be out on course. So and that reaped huge benefits in terms of my mindset. I was a lot happier on the court and I, I did a lot better, I think, as a result. Brilliant, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that, you know, there's a, a message there, I think, for people in kind of their approach to, to tennis, their approach to, to, to sport even. I think that's really good. But as you move into to college, I know you're, you're currently in, in third year in college, but as you go into college, um, you, you set up the tennis program yourself. So just uh, touch on that a little bit of, of what that was like and trying to bring tennis to the college that I, I assume didn't, didn't have it before. Yeah, absolutely. So I was actually involved with Trinity Tennis initially, but I changed course. Um, so when I was involved with Trinity Tennis, that gave me a great insight into how a tennis club 
runs at a college level mm. and we played intervarsities, we played league, we went to Cambridge, you know, it was great opportunities through tennis. And I did decide to change course. I'm in third year now in Mary I doing primary school teaching and psychology. And there's just a different culture of tennis down there. And so there wasn't a club when I started, but I did decide to set up a club. Um, and the main purpose of that was just get more people involved in tennis and giving people the chance uh, to play tennis, to start it for the first time or uniting people who just have an interest in tennis. So that was a challenge, certainly, but I'm I'm so happy I did it because, um, you know, people, Orla Henry, Fiduffy, Kyle Leahy, they helped me set it up as well. So it wasn't just me on my own, but um, it was definitely something worth doing. Brilliant, Joanna. And how has that gone since you set it up? How has that been? It's great. Yeah, we linked up with the Catholic Institute Tennis Club in Limerick. So we train there every week. Now, unfortunately, this year with COVID, we can't train. Mm. Um, but for the first, my first and second year in college, it was brilliant. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have enough players for an intervarsities team. But I would have played in the National College Championships, uh, which is a great event. And there is kind of, there's a de facto rule that if your college doesn't have a team, you can join up with another team. So I was lucky oh, enough, I played with, played with UCC for two years. Um, and I just think in terms of college tennis in Ireland, there's some great people who give a lot of time. I know Connor Riley in DCU, he ran Intervarsities uh, in 2018. And then Sean O'Callaghan ran it in 2000. Um, he ran it this year. So there's a lot of people putting in a lot of effort into college tennis. And it's great to have that, to be able to keep playing uh, when you're in college in Ireland. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, in overall, have you found that it is a really, really kind of positive environment that, that you know, college tennis in, in Ireland as, as, a, as, a, as a kind of experience? Definitely. I think the highlight is intervarsities. It's, it's kind of that interpro style event again. Um, it's, it's, it's very competitive, um, but at the same time, people are coming together to socialise. And it's nice people you've played tennis with all the way through in juniors come together again and. I think there's a lot more we can do for college tennis in Ireland. If you, if you look at it compared to, let's say, the States, um, we can have more events and more training programs, maybe, so that people who decide to stay in Ireland can keep continuing their tennis at a high level. And it's great that the winners of the national college championships get to play for Ireland in that international college tennis event. Um, but... Yeah, I don't think there's enough support for college players in Ireland at the moment. There, there could be more, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, well, what do you think should, should be done? Like, who specifically do you think could be doing things or what, what do you think should be done to, to maybe improve that even more? Yeah, that's a good question. I think maybe more of a link with maybe Tennis Ireland. There could be a, a section on their website maybe for college tennis specifically in Ireland. I know UCD ladies have won the intervarsities for the last six years in a row and then trinity and dcu are usually competing for the top spot in the men's so maybe just more um more of an avenue for publicizing what goes on in, in irish in college tennis in ireland um, and showing people the opportunities we often focus on the ones who go to america which i think is an amazing opportunity to play tennis in the states but we also need to um, support players who stay in Ireland as well so that they can continue their tennis. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, just another kind of, I guess, similar point is just to touch on on leagues and, and I guess, DLTC leagues in particular. I know you, you've played for NACE um, recently, so obviously you have to travel up when you, for your league matches. So how, how have your uh, Dublin league experience been? 
Yeah, really positive. Uh, I think the DLTC League is it's very professional and being part of a team again, uh, kind of uniting the individual aspect with the team aspect is, is what I love. And just having that support network and that encouragement from your team. And you get to play really high quality matches uh, every week, which, which gives you a bit of a purpose then when you're training. Uh, so really, really positive. I'm, I'm so glad that I decided to play this year. We actually got to the final with Nace. We're supposed to play Riverview, but uh, it's postponed at the moment uh, between yes. Kildare and the lockdowns. It was moved uh, a few times, but hopefully we'll get to play that final at some stage. Um, but if not, it was still all worth it. It was, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm interested. Well, what's your your best experience on the tennis course or your your best moments on the tennis course throughout any kind of any match or any any situation you've been in? What's what's kind of your highlight? Um, definitely the match that is most prominent when I think of my best experience is um, when I won my first point in senior intros. It was on in Lower Ahada and I was playing number two singles against Leinster, and you know typically I. Uh, in my early years in tennis, I was used to being, you know, really up against it on the tennis court and, and losing pretty badly. So to be able to win a match uh, against Leinster, and it was, a, it was a high stakes match in terms of it affected the standings of points. So there was a lot of people watching and I had such phenomenal support from the Connacht team and, and other people. And to be able to keep my composure and win was, was an amazing feeling. Um, so that's definitely my highlight. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, I just want to touch on... on kind of the opportunities that tennis has, has kind of given you. So as you know, throughout your life, the opportunities that tennis has, has given you, the things you've been able to do thanks to tennis. Yeah, there, there's been so many opportunities and the main one is, is traveling around Ireland. We talk about staycations now with the, yeah. the, the new normal, but uh, that was my typical summer was traveling to all these different places, playing tennis and our trips to Cork. Um, Outside of that, I know after transition year, I went to Rouen in, in France for three weeks and I brought my racket with me and I was playing tennis out there on, on clay courts. So it was nice to be able to learn a bit of French and play tennis at the same time. Yeah. And then last summer, last summer, I was a camp counsellor in America in, in Maine and I was a tennis, uh, tennis coach basically out there. Uh, so that was a great opportunity as well. I spent a couple hours every day on a tennis court and... Um, so it's great. I think it's a very international sport. You can you can travel anywhere and bring your racket with you, and you'll always find a tennis court to to play on. Brilliant. Yeah, I think that's very true. Very true that it does give those kind of chances to travel and and you know be in a position to to find work or find find something in common with people at least. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, and something else. Um, you I know you went to to Wimbledon. Um, a few couple of years ago um, to the queue. So what's, it, what's your kind of experience of, of, of Wimbledon? Wimbledon is, is amazing. It just embodies excellence. I think I, I went with my friends, Niall Butler and Sue Smith after the leaving search. So the queue is brilliant. Uh, we camped on Sunday night and we went in for some amazing matches on the Monday. I saw uh, Muguruza play against Kerber. That was probably the, the best match. It was a three setter, very tight. And then we camped again Monday and Tuesday night and I got to see Federer then play Raonic on the, in the quarterfinal. And Federer and Muguruza, they both went on to win it that year. So it was great that we got to see the, both the winners and the ladies and men's. Um, oh, yeah. And you're just surrounded by people who love tennis in the queue. Like they're just tennis junkies all around the place. And it's, it's a great atmosphere and it's, 
it's so exciting uh, to be able to see the top players. Absolutely, yeah. Now, I had a similar plan myself this year, but um, sadly not to be. But it might, it might happen next year. <laughs> um, but well, I'd love to go back next year again as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I highly recommend it. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. And who's your favourite player? Do you, do you have a favourite, a male or female? Yeah, Radvanska is my favourite player just because, you know, you've Serena Williams and a lot of the women are very powerful, but Radvanska was very kind of crafty and I suppose that's kind of the way I play. So uh, she was always my favourite player. Um, and she uses the drop shot as well, which is something I love. Yeah. Did you get to see her on uh, in Wimbledon when you, when you went? Did you get to see her? No, actually, she was playing and we, we could have um, went to see her, but we had to choose between two courts. So my friends, uh, they, they won. I wanted to see her, but I was glad we went to the other, other court because uh, we actually got to see some great matches that day. So, um, yeah, very good. Um, well, what do you think is, is the biggest thing you've learned from tennis that, that maybe has is, is helped your, your kind of life in, in other areas? Um, I think with tennis, with anything, you can apply tennis to anything. And I think perseverance is probably the biggest one. Because when, when I started, I, I was very behind everyone else in my age group in terms of the top people. And year after year, I just have to, had to keep coming back and trying to get better and, and keep stay motivated. Um, but eventually, you know, all, that, all those years of training did come into fruition. Like in my second year under 18, I managed to get a seeding in fits and I was in the top 10 and I won loads of tournaments and it, it was just great to see all that hard work, uh, you know, be justified in a way. And I think if you do put in hard work into anything with a bit of luck as well, it will work out well for you. So, and I always feel with school as well, you know, with academics, it's the same thing. If you, if you work hard, it, it pays off as well. So, um, tennis has given me a lot of skills in, in that sense. Um, you can always improve at anything if you just put your mind to it. Yeah, brilliant. Um, well, what's, your, what's your, your favourite thing about tennis, if you were to pick one? Yeah, it's tough. There's so many things, but I think it's the creativity. I think when you're on court, that you control uh, how the point is played out, and it's so versatile. And it was Paul Fitzgerald that was saying before, he's like an artist. He's a bit of a Picasso on the court. And it's so true. You can... You know, I, I think there's such an inherent beauty in the sport, you know, with, with drop shots and coming to the net. And it's so dynamic. So I think it's just the variety of it. And of course, the competitive aspect I love as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the competitive thing is, is something a lot of people say, but I think that's a great point as well about the creativity and a whole other side to it. So, yeah, there, there's, just, there's, there's just such a, such a, there's so many things you can say for that, for that, for that question. Yeah, and you, you get such a, a great feeling, you know, when you go for this amazing shot and it comes off. And, you know, they probably don't work all the time, but um, I think it's a pity we can't replay our best shots. <laughs> but yeah. definitely they bring great joy and, and it's always a great feeling when you, you know, when you chase down a ball maybe that you didn't expect to, to get uh, or you, you know, you react to a volley and, and you hit this amazing touch volley. So I, I, I love that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I just want to try something. Um, I want to go through and um, kind of create your, your ideal player or your kind of optimal player. And I think um, you want to try. So I have a, a few different categories of, of different kind of areas of the game. And so if you just, you, you, can, you can give a name and, and a, bit of a bit of a reason for each one, maybe. And we'll, we'll see what we come up with at the end. No problem. Um, so serve, firstly. 
So, Serve, I'm going to do a bit of a comic twist on this. So, for Serve, I definitely think it has to be Michael Clarkson. Um, he has such a big serve, and um, it's one that you wouldn't want, you'd prefer not to be returning. Uh, it's, it's very powerful and precise, so I'd have to give it to Mikey. No, I actually played Mikey in, in the doubles, the deferred Winter League a few weeks ago. So, yeah, I can agree with that. Um, return. Uh, Isabel Brown. Um, so she joined the Connacht team uh, a couple of years ago, a great addition to the team, and she is a great, great return. Uh, so. Brilliant. Uh, forehand. Uh, forehand, it'd be a toss up between Railteen Stara and Emily Connolly. Uh, Railteen has a lot of power, for especially for her heights. She just has great timing, and the ball kind of zooms past you. And it's the same with Emily when she when she strikes the forehand. It's it's hard to get it back. Mm. Uh, backhand. Uh, backhand. Shauna Heffernan. Uh, I think when we were growing up, she always naturally just had a great backhand. I was always trying to work on my backhand and. She just had this lovely uh, slice and uh, attack and backhand as well. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, volley. Volley. Um, Anna Jones, amazing touch and finesse. Uh, so she definitely. I don't think anyone would argue with me there. <laughs> uh, defense. And then defense. Uh, in contrast, we have some great players who are very good at defense, but it would have to go to either Kleena Walsh or Marion Handley. Um, Again, they just chase down every ball and very quick. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, that's, that's a good player you've created, that's for sure. <laughs> um, and, and just to, to finish off, I really appreciate your time, Dervla. Just to, to finish off, um, finish off with a, a quick fire round. So just a few uh, quick questions, quick answers, and, and see what you come up with. Okay, no problem. Ready? Yeah, go for it. Okay, uh, fa favourite surface? Uh, clay. Favourite tournament? Wimbledon. Uh, favorite player. Radvanska. Yeah. Uh, your fa favorite shot or kind of playing style? Um, a sneaky oh. drop shot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, singles or doubles? Um, I'd have to say both. I, I love both. I, I do particularly like doubles, but when when I'm playing well, singles are great as well. Yeah. Uh, forehand or backhand? Uh, forehand. Serve or return? Return. Uh, long juice or short juice? Uh, long juice. Mm. Um, one real change you'd make in tennis? Um, I think I'd add in a, a second serve lifeline. So basically you get one extra serve to cash in whenever you need it. So uh, I think there's nothing worse than double faulting on a big point. So you could just cash in your opportunity to have one more serve. That's, that's a good one. I haven't heard that one before. That's, that's a good one. Oh, I wouldn't mind that. It's one I could have used at, at certain <laughs> times. So. For sure, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, brilliant. Um, I, th I think we'll, we'll leave it there, Dervla. Uh, just a big thanks for, for your time and coming on. And I, I really enjoyed talking about, about Connacht Tennis, which is something I, didn't, I think we, we don't know enough about. And I think it has an exciting, exciting future ahead of it, potentially. Definitely. Thanks a million, Adam. And thanks for all your work uh, with the podcast. I think it's, it's great to showcase uh, all the different parts of Irish tennis. And I'm, I'm glad now that um, people have an insight, hopefully, through my experience of, of Connacht tennis. And um, yeah, I look forward to for future episodes. Absolutely. Thank you. A big thank you once again to Dervila for her time, uh, for, for sharing her, her experiences, her insights. Uh, it's much appreciated. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Irish Tennis Updates podcast. If you enjoyed it, um, please review. Uh, rate 
subscribe uh, consider sharing it with with uh, 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 with any friends you, you think may may also enjoy it uh, just before before we wrap up um although there's currently not a whole lot of of tennis going on uh here in Ireland there are some some Irish players um in action the last couple of weeks um around the world and there's been some success uh for Sinead Lowen Corolla Bajanaru and Oscar Hushin so it's good to see see some small amounts of of tennis action going on um even what uh even when we're not playing over here um so that's it until next time I've been Adam. Goodbye.